It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This Locked On Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. Hey everyone, it's Ron Johnson and this is the Ron Johnson show on the locked on sports Minnesota podcast network on today's show. We got to talk about this folks. The Minnesota Vikings are four and one. We're still on that track. But is the NFL changing for certain quarterbacks and not others? Where does Kirk Cousins fall in the hierarchy of referee help? Is Kirk Cousins one of the guys they love? Or is Kirk Cousins one of the guys they love to forget about? On the field, in the broadcast booth, Ron Johnson is Minnesota sports. One of a kind opinions, big name guests, the teams you care about every 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 day. It's the Ron Johnson Show, part of Locked On Sports Minnesota, and it starts now. Welcome to the Ron Johnson Show, and I am your host, Ron Johnson. On today's episode, we're going to have Johnny Krasinski. He's going to jump on from The Athletic, tell us everything going on in Minnesota sports. We're going to go heavy football. We're going to have a little bit of basketball talk. Get some good takes about where the Timberwolves fall in the West because there's a chance they can win the NBA championship now with Rudy Gobert and Carl Anthony Towns holding down the fort. So make sure you stick around for that. But first, you can now find Locked On Sports Minnesota on Amazon Fire and Roku. Download the Locked On Sports Minnesota app to get all your favorite shows. Well, as I bring Sam Ekstrom into the show, as I mentioned, there's a lot going on right now on Twitter. With the, with the NFL. Like, if you watched the game last night, there was two plays that really set the world on fire. Patrick Mahomes gets thrown down to the ground. Nothing. Just, hey, Patrick Mahomes got sacked. Derek Carr gets stripped. Stripped. Doesn't even have the ball anymore. So now he's just an innocent bystander. Chris Jones, with the ball in his hand, now as a running back, is getting tackled by Derek Carr inadvertently. Lands on top of his tackler, but the tackler is still considered pass interference because he was a quarterback, and even if he loses the ball, he still has quarterback protection. Thomas Nicholas Brady, same thing. Got gently laid to the ground, pillow under head, put a cover on top, gave him a lollipop, and he got roughing the passer. His tackle looked softer than Patrick Mahomes' tackle. Tony Dungy tweeted it today. I retweeted that because I truly believe what he says is exactly right. There are two guys with the exact same tackle. Now, if you want to call it roughing the passer, call it roughing the passer. Who cares? 
but call it the same. Call it the same. And so when you think about Kirk Cousins, Sam, and I jump into this, I don't think Kirk Cousins is in the like, I'm going to get help from these refs. I don't think Kirk Cousins is in their 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 their, their rearview mirror of like, hey, is he back there? Let's let's try to help him out. No. Kirk Cousins is on an island and these guys are in a totally different country. They don't care about Kirk Cousins. They don't care about Lamar Jackson. They don't care about clearly Pat Mahomes. You saw that last night. But for some reason, Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, and, and I don't know if the Derek Carr went honestly, I don't think he gets protected either, but he got it last night. But Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady, for some reason, because I mean, you even see Josh Allen take hits. And, and yes, he does run, so they're a little different. You see, um, you know, other guys take big hits. And then nothing. You saw uh, Pickett for the Steelers. Huge hit on the slide. His lineman comes to, to defend him. The flag's on the lineman. Like, I just don't understand this, like, thing. And, and maybe it's just Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers have earned it. Maybe Tom Brady's so old they don't want him to get hurt. I don't know what it is. But Tom Brady, that was the – and then he kicked the guy. And there was no flag on Brady for the kick. More than once. He's kicked more than once. And so – I just don't understand where they're going with this. But when you look at Kirk Cousins, we've seen him get hit in the face. We've seen him get slapped. We've seen him get thrown down to the ground. We've seen guys lay on top of him after a sack. Not even a blink. Not even a, here's a flag, Kirk Cousins. Sorry, we didn't protect you. Like, he just doesn't get the respect from the refs. But Thomas Nicholas Brady, I don't know if that's his little middle name. He does. Aaron Rodgers. He does. I don't know if it's because they whine about it. If they cry about it so much, the rest are eventually like, all right, man, this little flag is this guy's gonna he's gonna he's gonna whine all night. Like it was crazy. It was almost like um they wanted to make sure people understood you can't touch Tom Brady. Like he's our league. And some people, and this is where I see other tweets, Sam, and I'll and I'll give you this question. Some people are saying now it's an overreaction to the Tua slam. Because Tua got slammed. Uh, twice, basically. He got hit once, slammed again, slammed again, and then we saw the seizure or whatever that was. And so now people are saying this is an overreaction to the league. Well, if it is, they're not overreacting to every player. So you can't say it's an overreaction if every quarterback's not getting this overreaction. Mainly, Curtis Simeon Cousins. He's not getting it. And I don't think you can get Curtis from Kirk with a K. But hey, I'm going to go with it. But he just doesn't get it, Sam. So where, where do you fall in this? Do you think Kirk Cousins is going to get the elite calls? Or do you think this is just a Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers type of league right now where the refs are going to protect them? Well, most importantly here, it's Thomas Edward Patrick Brady. He's a two-middle-name guy. Oh, man. He's and I think it's Kirk Daniel, Kirk Daniel Cousins. So the middle names are all sorted out. Kirk has this going against him. He is like he's too resilient. He never gets hurt. He always mm -hmm. pops back up. There's never really the appearance of weakness shown from him. Um, and that's to his credit. I mean, the guy is like whatever the opposite of made of glass is, that's Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins is made out of nerf. You know, he's indestructible. Um, he just ha – whatever it is, like in his DNA um, – he is immune to injury. So that that is a feather in his cap, but I think it also maybe makes him a, like a little easier target for refs to say, yeah, you're fine. You're fine. That hit wasn't too um, egregious. 
And but also, it's impossible for these refs to, I think, eliminate the bias in their heads. Like they know that they're refing Aaron Rodgers. They know they're refing Tom Brady. And I guarantee you, like all the talk over the years about protecting those quarterbacks, mm-hmm. uh, they are viewed on a pedestal compared yep. to someone like Kirk Cousins, who has not won anything and does not have the same respect. That that's a fact. And I think that it is officiated in that way. Um, now, fortunately, I'm not sure Kirk Cousins needs the protection. I think he's he's just resilient. He's going to pop back up. He's not going to get hurt. But it would be nice, you know, if you see him get hit in the helmet. And that has happened a couple times this season and gone uncalled. It would be nice for the Vikings, you know, if those were flagged and they got 15 yards on it once in a while. Because if you right. can count on a handful of personal fouls over the course of the season, uh, that can influence a game. That can influence a drive. So I think just out of fairness to the team, you would like to see that called the same way. And it happened to Brady last year as well. He got hit on the shoulder. Like, I think it was last year. I think it was last year, the year before last. He get there, they because somebody showed that same play on Twitter. Like, hey, this happened before. He got hit on the shoulder, like, didn't touch the mask, but of course, because he saw the hand coming, it was just his natural, like he kind of flinched a little bit, but didn't get touched. They threw the flag. Said he 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 aggressively or egregiously attacked the quarterback towards the neck area. He hit his shoulder pad. It did not hit his neck. He didn't touch his face. He hit his shoulder pad. Kirk Cousins got hit like punched almost in the face mask. And then hit in the back of the head in the helmet, like like literally swiped and swung, hit him in the helmet, whether he was trying to hit him or not, and nothing. No flag, just I don't see it. And so these these refs, I know they're doing their job. There's a ref shortage in high school sports. There's an ump shortage in high school sports. These guys make a lot of money in the NFL. They do want full-time pay because they want to be able to, you know, watch study film full-time. But if this is what you're gonna put out there, how like Act like like somebody always told me, work for the job that you want, not for the job that you have. Like, do the extra. Like, go to the league and say, hey, can we get an instant replay on some of this for for roughing it? Because right now it's a it's a judgment call. It's their judgment. For, but if they were to go back and watch the Tom Brady or watch the Pat Mahomes or or watch the Derek Carr, and and, and unfortunately one ump or ref was asked last night, if you were to watch that on replay, would you have changed it? And he said no. That that's what's scary. Like he doubled down on it as if like Derek Carr was being attacked. No, he lost the ball and the guy is just holding the ball, falling to the ground. If I have the ball in my hand, I I am no longer trying to tackle the quarterback where he falls is just where he falls. My hands aren't even around him anymore. This is my body just don't go into the ground. That is completely unfair. It's not right. These refs have to understand that. Like you cannot be so stuck in your ways. That when you say, somebody asks you, if you were to re-see this on film, would you have been able to change the call? And they said no, because the reporter asking, I'm not sure it was, he's trying to throw that out there for the owners to vote and change that rule with the league and the rules and league officials and the NFLPA. Because if if, if a ref were to say, oh, yeah, I, I would probably have changed that one because there, there was a change in possession. There was a fumble, but I can only watch the fumble. I cannot watch the pass interference, like I can't, I can't make a ruling on that because it's, I forgot, because we used to have that all the time where coaches would go to Zimmer and be like, hey, nope, that's not reviewable. That's a whatever action play. What I'm reviewing is X, Y, and Z. Did he have, you know, possession of the ball? Did he have this? Did he have that? So that's, that for me is tough. That's a tough one. 
to even like understand. It's a tough one to swallow the fact that Kirk Cousins is going to get punched in the face. He's going to get smacked in the back of the helmet and he's not going to get any calls. Now, hopefully it's not going to be a key situation where, you know, it's fourth down and they're coming after him and we need the fourth down and he gets punched in the face and the refs just keep the flag in their pocket because they're gun shy. I don't know what to say about it. I don't know how they're going to correct it or fix it, but they have to figure that out because like Tony Dungy said, you can call it one way, but you have to keep calling it that way. You cannot change how you call it. You give Tom Brady that call. You got to give Patrick Mahomes that call. You got to give Kirk Cousins that call. You got to give Lamar Jackson that call. Lamar Jackson gets slung down every time. Now, granted, he is running, but he's still in the, like, because they keep trying to say, well, if he's in the pocket, he's still protected by the quarterback rules. That's dumb. Like, that's so dumb. That is really dumb. Like, it's just dumb. It's dumb. So they have to, they have to come up with a way to be, to be able to alleviate some of these issues, or they're just going to ruin the game. Like, it's going to be, like, guys aren't going to, like, because the problem is now, if I have a quarterback in my grasp, I have to make sure I get him to the ground. If I don't get him down, he's going to throw the ball. And then at what point do I say, why did you blow the whistle? I have them. Like, I can't throw them down because you're going to flag me. And now we're going to get into that weird area of, like, guys not want to throw the quarterback to the ground. Quarterback still throws the ball. Refs say I didn't blow the whistle yet. Like, you, you can't have it both ways. It has to get figured out. But you know what? We're going to have Johnny K jump on and tell us what he thinks about this Vikings offense. Super excited to get him onto the Ron Johnson show on the Hang on Ron Johnson segment because Johnny K – has told me some little tidbits about this Mike Zimmer era. And I'm interested to see what he thinks because he has he has he has a thought about Mike Zimmer and where this team falls. Are they still Mike Zimmer's team or is this Kevin O'Connell's team now? Is it truly that? But before we jump into that segment, remember Locked On Sports Minnesota gives you endless Vikings talk with local experts. Get your daily 30-minute dose of sports with Care 11 Sports anchor Reggie Wilson going back and forth with his co-host Luke Inman. It's fun, it's fast, it's superior sports talk. Get your daily Minnesota sports show on all of our Locked On platforms. Also, Roku and Amazon Fire. You can download the app, the Minnesota, the Locked On Sports Minnesota app, and you can get all the shows on there as well. And then we have a word from our sponsors. BetOnline.net. It's your number one source, and it continues to be for all football betting info this season. College football pro football we're watching that vikings line all week it is currently minus three against the miami dolphins minnesota gophers minus six and a half against red hot illinois that's interesting keep an eye on that that's an 11 o'clock kickoff on saturday we're going to be tracking that all week at betonline.net football betting info mlb playoffs ufc golf whatever you can imagine check it out on your laptop or on your mobile device, betonline.net for all the trends and all the action. Bet online where the game starts. Well, it's the time of the Ron Johnson show that I love. It's the Hanging with Ron Johnson segment. And I got my man, John Krasinski. John Krasinski and I have done a couple shows together. Enough said when JG and Barrero on vacation. Uh, we've had a chance to go on KFAN together. And he's also joined me before on the Ron Johnson show. John Krasinski, thanks for joining me on the Ron Johnson show. The question I asked you in the press box, I said, at four and one now, John, can we finally put Mike Zimmer to bed? Can we finally let this go? This is not Mike Zimmer's team. The defense, yeah, it's a bend but don't break defense. Uh, but this offense seems very capable. And um, 
I don't even know the word. Just they, they just seem like they are ready for any moment at any point where it didn't seem like that before. Your thoughts? Yeah, Ron, I, th I think that what we can say for sure is that this is a wholly different operation now, right? Mike Zimmer is gone. The way that he ran things, his philosophy on defense, on offense, all of it is you know, a stark contrast to what Kevin O'Connell has brought with his staff, uh, you know, philosophies, approach, uh, you know, the way that they interact with players, all of those things. And so, I mean, I think we're still too early to say, is it going to be more successful over the long haul than Mike Zimmer? Is it going to be less successful? Um, I don't know about that just yet, but I do think that you certainly feel more confident that this offense is built to have some real success and that the players who are executing the schemes really believe in it. And we've seen through Mike Zimmer's time here, the frustrations that some offensive players had. We've heard all about the tension between him and Kirk Cousins. What the, my biggest takeaway from the, the post-game locker room and the post-game press conferences on Sunday was that this is a coach and a quarterback who are in complete lockstep, that they believe in each other, uh, Kevin O'Connell is giving Kirk Cousins a lot more authority with the offense than Mike Zimmer ever did. And I think that breeds a little bit more trust in each other and a, and a higher probability of success. It doesn't guarantee anything. I'm not ready to crown them just after beating the Bears and Saints and Lions. But certainly it looks like a more modern offense, one that is built to be effective in this modern game and give these Vikings a chance week in and week out, which they really need because I do think the defense is pretty shaky right now. Yeah. And, and I love that you said that, like, I'm not ready to crown them. I'm going to save that for the daily three. I have a, I have a, I have a juicy one. I, I want to use for that one. But when you're thinking about crowns and, and let's go with triple crown. And I talked about this early in the season. I thought Justin Jefferson was a shoe in for the triple crown. And, and this is the problem. It, it could, it can happen because he's on pace to have probably 10 games of 10 plus catches. But then there's those famine games where he's only going to get two to three catches and that's going to be tough, but still can, he's, you know, he's on pace to have about 130 ish catches. When you look at Justin Jefferson though, and this offense and then Adam Thielen and KJ Osborne, uh, I got a lot of this on the fan line, Vikings fan line after the game, a lot of callers, whether they were sober or not, who cares? <laughs> um, saying that they feel like Adam Thielen's making so much money. Are we wasting him in this offense? I mean, this is truly offense, and Justin Jefferson is Cooper Cup, and the rest of the guys are the, the supporting cast. Yeah, I mean, I, I do think, like, there's a, there's a way for Adam Thielen to be effective, and I think he has been effective, without piling up yards, catches, touchdowns. Um, I think that one of the things that makes this, this offense really difficult to defend is they have multiple weapons. Um, mm -hmm. But where both receivers are at their stages of their career – I think you have to feature Jeffer Justin Jefferson as much as possible. And I would say that um, I would imagine that fan line after some of the games where Jefferson has been a little quieter, it's been, hey, Justin Jefferson is the best receiver in the league. Why isn't he getting more touches? Mm -hmm. And so <laughs> I think you have to start your offense with your best player and getting the ball in his hands has to be the biggest priority because he's the one that can do the most damage 
for you. And so I think it's a sound uh, approach. Now, could you be a little bit more democratic with it? Could you spread, could, could Thielen have five catches and Jefferson have eight instead of 12? Maybe. Um, but I think that will come as the season goes along because you are seeing some of these weeks where for whatever reason, the bears just didn't even want to cover Justin Jefferson. That's not going to be the case uh, in a lot of these weeks, especially against Dallas, especially against Buffalo, especially against real NFL teams. And so I think that Adam Thielen's going to get plenty of opportunities and have real chances to do it. Um, it just has not happened quite yet. I don't know if that was a Freudian slip, um, but you said... No, that wasn't Freudian. That was real. Like, the Bears are not a real NFL team. Like, the, Lions, the, the Saints and the Lions are really not real NFL teams. Like, there's a lot of bad teams in this league, Ron. A lot of them. And we got to see them against <laughs> real teams. <laughs> the Bears... The Bears need to go go to Kansas and uh, see the Wizard and uh, I don't know. <laughs> actually, right. become a, a well. No, who was that? That was Pinocchio. Wanted to be a real boy. Uh, yes. So, yes. <laughs> so the Bears need to to find it and say, hey, I want I want to be a real boy. I want to be a real team. Mm -hmm. Please help us. Uh, <laughs> so talking about usage, talking about player usage. When you look at stats right now, Kirk Cousins, of course, being used. Dalvin Cook, three hundred seventy three yards. Justin Jefferson, five hundred forty seven yards. Uh, you look at. Um, Adam Thielen's on that list. You got Alexander Madison with 29 carries. You got Jalen Rager with a carry. You got Justin Jefferson with a carry. And you have KJ Osborne with a carry. The name that is not on that list is a guy that we all love, CJ Ham. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. Like, I, I, I am struggling. I mean, he's in the catching section of the stat book. He has three catches uh, for five targets um, in five games. So he's only been targeted one time per game. That's not even enough, in my opinion, when you think about his ability to run screens, his ability to be a, a gimmick guy that nobody's going to pay attention to, a guy that can block his butt off. Um, what's going on there? Like, we, we've all know the Rams never used a fullback. Kevin yeah. O'Connell didn't do it in the preseason. We thought that was just, like, resting a vet. But, but what do we make of that? Yeah, I, I mean, I really think that that's indicative of the philosophical changes offensively that this team is going through. I mean, C.J. Ham was a huge part of what they did under Mike Zimmer in the ground and pound offense, and he is versatile. You can get him out into the flat. You can get him down the field a little bit, catching passes. You can even give it to him in short-yarded situations, and he can be effective for you. But what Kevin O'Connell does philosophically as a, as a play caller is minimize the fullback. And Let's face it, he is not alone across the league in taking that approach. The fullback, unfortunately for C.J. Ham, is a dying breed in the, uh, in the NFL. There are not the Daryl Johnstons and, and, and Tom Rathmans and Lorenzo Neals of the, of the past. Um, that's just not as much of a part of the modern offense you still have like the Kyle use checks in in uh in San Francisco and a few others that do get deployed and I do think that CJ Ham has the talent to be effective but I I think that Kevin O'Connell is not going to force that when he doesn't really believe in it he's running things that he believes are is going to be kind of contributing to the long-term success of this group and so you have seen this offense really evolve and and that you know from where we started our conversation about is the Mike Zimmer era over CJ Ham's reduction in profile in the offense is one of the big 
indicators and signs that the Mike Zimmer era is over. This is a different style. Again, is it better or worse? We'll see over the long haul, but it's, it's, it's entirely different. And so, um, it, it, I, I guess I would be surprised if I, if, if you see a pivot over the next five, six, eight, whatever weeks and, and CJ Ham becomes more involved, this just seems to be what life looks like in a Kevin O'Connell offense. Yeah. And so when you think about this, 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 this Vikings deal, and we're going to talk a little bit more about the Vikings and in in, before we get out of here, we're going to talk a little bit more in the, in the daily three as well, daily three coming up. That's going to be three questions, three minutes each. John and I are both going to split the time minute and a half a piece. And we're going to give our best takes. And then, of course, Sam's going to divvy out points because he loves the guests. We know that. So John's going to ultimately get more points than me. But <laughs> I got to transition quickly into basketball because I love basketball. I'm a, I'm a hooper by, 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 by trade. Uh, I, was just, I just ended up playing football because it's 6'3". There's not a lot of 6'3 receivers. There's a ton of 6'3 point guards. And so mm. football was my thing. Um, and, I, and I was a little bit too aggressive. I, I don't know. I, I, I was, yeah. I don't know if I would have made it in today's a lot of offensive fouls, a lot of charges. I grew up in Detroit. I grew up in Detroit. Yeah. So, you know, we were we grew up on bad boys basketball, fab For five sure. basketball. No, no, the playoffs was every day. There's no layups, period. <laughs> um, but looking at the power rankings, ESPN came out with a power ranking. Uh, for the 2022-2023 season. And these are early rankings, of course. Uh, they look at the post-game, post-finals ranking, they were 12th. So you look at the post final ranking they were 12 they are 2023 title odds are plus 3500 the only teams they have better than them the nets the sixers and the heat and i'm just going with the east first just to get out the way the bucks and the celtics so that's the east in the west you're looking at golden state you're looking at um clippers you got golden state you got memphis Phoenix, Clippers, Dallas, Nuggets, mm. and then you get down to the Timberwolves. Do you think, even like, let's just go Nuggets and Mavericks. Like, do you think the Timberwolves should be ranked higher than the Nuggets and the Mavericks for an early start? Well, I'll say this. I really, really like the Nuggets. Um, and if they can all stay healthy, which has been a problem for them, I would, I would give them a slight edge over the Wolves just right now because they've been together for longer than the Wolves have. Um, but with the Mavericks, I think that the Wolves are more talented than the Mavericks. I love Luka Doncic. He's the best player between either of the teams. But I think when you go two through 10, I like the Wolves sta- uh, uh, cast around uh, their guys, uh, their lead guys better than the the Mavericks around uh, Luka. And so I do think that the Timberwolves can finish higher than Dallas. I think that the Timberwolves could finish higher than Phoenix. I think that Phoenix is is primed for a little bit of a disappointment with the Robert Sarver stuff, with the DeAndre Ayton um, uh, drama. I think that there's a couple of teams that the Wolves can leapfrog. And so they have kind of set a, a goal of being a top four team and a home court advantage in the first round of the playoffs. And I think that's realistic for, for them to chase, even though the West is going to be really, really tough this year. Minnesota, can they get what the Houston Rockers got out of Olajuwon when they had theirs, and when you look at David Robinson and Tim Duncan when they made that that draft pick, and all of a sudden they became you know one of the best front courts because they just had two bigs and then a bunch of uh, a role players around them. And Anthony Edwards is better than a role player. What do you think about that? Yeah, I mean, I think that's the key, Ron. When you look at their starting five, 
night in and night out, they're going to have as much or more talent than most teams. I mean, you have Gobert and Towns in the front court. They're all stars. Anthony Edwards, I think, is going to be an all star this year. I think Jaden McDaniels is going to have a great year. You have D'Angelo Russell, who's sort of the X factor. Is he going to be a star or is he going to struggle sometimes? And so mm-hmm. if D'Angelo Russell plays well, that starting five is a really tough group to handle. And the other part about it is, yes, they are going big. Yes, that is unconventional with the way most teams are built these days. But they're not going big with JaVale McGee and Andre Drummond. They're going big with Carl Anthony Towns and Rudy Gobert, two of the four best centers in the league. And so when you have elite talent like that, I think they can make that work. I think they can win a lot of games in the regular season. In the playoffs, we'll see how it goes. But in the regular season, I think they're going to win a lot of games. Yeah, the one sneaky one I wish they had re-signed or found a way to keep was Pat Bev. Uh, when you yeah. think about his defensive prowess with Rudy Gobert, his his smarts to force a guard into where his help is, uh, he didn't have that help. You know, like you saw a lot of times where he was trailing, hoping Cat would be there, and Cat either jumped too soon and fouled or just wasn't there. Uh, so having a rim protector with Pat Bev's smarts, uh, I, I really wish they had found a way, but they couldn't get it done. But it's now time for the part of the show that I love. It's the daily three. That's going to be three questions from Sam Ekstrom. And John and I are both going to have a chance to answer them. But before we do that, make sure you check out our Locked On Sports Minnesota podcast on YouTube. Following every Twins, Wild, Vikings, or Wolves game, our Locked On team hosts are broadcasting live with Team Insiders. Never miss a podcast by, by subscribing to Locked On Sports Minnesota's YouTube channel. And remember, the Amazon Fire and Roku apps have the Locked On Sports Minnesota app now. You can watch all of our shows, exclusive interviews, post-game pressers, whatever. Check out the app. Well, take it away, Sam. I just want to tell people about Built Bar. If you're someone like John Krasinski, you're running around covering the Wolves. You're trying to keep an eye on the Vikings. You're coming on the Ron Johnson Show. You need a little pick-me-up. You want it to taste good. You want it to be good for you. Look no further than Built Bar and their brand new cookie dough chunk puffs covered in 100% real chocolate, only 160 calories with 15 grams of protein. That's a great combo. Get a bunch of boxes at Built.com using the promo code LOCKEDON15. Built.com, promo code LOCKEDON15 for Built Bars, cookie dough chunk puffs, real chocolate, collagen protein, delicious, good for you, Built Bars. Let's get into the Daily Three. And before we start the clock, I have an appetizer. I just want your, your quick reaction. What will you be doing September 18th, 2032? The Gophers have scheduled a game with the Alabama Crimson Tide. A home and home, 2032 and 2033. Get your tickets now, Ron Johnson. Oh, man. Uh, well, hopefully PJ Flex still here. I'll be 52 years old. Uh, I'll be in the nursing home. Who knows <laughs> if we'll still be doing Gophers game day at that point. Uh, no idea what I'll be doing. But I, I mean, as an old school alumni guy, I'll probably be there with my Letterman jacket on or something. Uh, still trying to get on the sideline. <laughs> <laughs> I think the bro- broadcast rights exclusively on TikTok probably for that one. <laughs> Or whatever the latest Probably, uh, by, 20, by 2032, yeah. Who knows? Saban will yeah. be 91. Drone, drone and... footage only. 
Yep, no doubt. Oh, yeah, All right, definitely, the... Hopefully Saban will be gone for sure. I mean, never forget, Minnesota beat Alabama oh, yeah. in a bowl game. So Music I think City we're going to see that that tide's going to turn when Saban walks away. It's going to go back. Not say back to that. They were good. They were in a bowl game. They won, I think, eight or nine games that year. But, yeah, that, that dominant recruiting might change a little bit if Saban's gone. All right, daily three for real. Um, there are four rounds in the NBA playoffs. There are four rounds in the NFL playoffs when you include the wild card round. So, John Krasinski, which team advances more rounds in this year's postseason, the Timberwolves or the Minnesota Vikings? Yeah, see, this is a tough one because it's easier to win in the NFL because you got to win one game. And in the in a in the NBA, you got to win four games. It's a series, and so you would think that it would be the Vikings would be the betting favorite just because of that, you know, more than anything else. But I'll I'll say this: I do trust this Timberwolves team to win at least a round in the playoffs more so than I trust the Vikings so far. Maybe they will earn my trust a little bit more as we go along here and as they kind of get into the meat of their schedule and play some, some tougher opponents, but I'm just not ready to say that this is a team that can go deep into the playoffs um, after the wins against the cupcakes the last three weeks. And so um, I like what the Timberwolves have built. I think that they have the ability to match up differently with different teams uh, in the postseason. And so I think there's, there is a really, really good chance that they win at least one round for just the second time in the organization's entire history and, uh, and, and, adva- and advance. So I'm, I would put my money on the Timberwolves. Yeah. So I'm a riddle person. So I'm reading this question. Would it count as one round if the Vikings get a buy and they don't have to play in the wild card? Does that count? Hmm. They gotta be the one seed, but yeah, yeah I see? think that would count. So, that would count. Oh uh, yeah. Oh yeah. Cause I forgot with seven teams. Now only one team gets the buy. Ah, yeah. Oh, that's a tough one. I'm going to go, you know what? Like at, at this point right now, I feel like at four and one, five and one after they beat the Dolphins, um, I I feel like, and, and who knows what the Packers are going to do. The Packers now, I think are in, not saying panic mode, but they definitely can see their shadow now. And they're, they're starting to get a little bit temperamental. Uh, you can see Rogers starting to get a little bit like, okay, come on now, let's get this together. Um, if the Packers find a way to implode, um, then I, I think that the Vikings now are set early to play a decent, not say easy game, but an easier game with a two seed, two or three seed, um, and they can win the North. So I, I'm going to go with the Vikings just, just because, like what John said, winning four games in one series is tough. It is not easy to do. Uh, we don't know how many protesters are going to show up this year to help the Timberwolves out because last year they were <laughs> undefeated in the protester games. Um, so I'm going to go with the Vikings because of the one game. I think I'm just taking the odds. The one game win versus having to win four. I got to go with the Vikings on that one. You see, I got to fit in a Cousins jab here. I just I think I know Cousins, and I don't know if Cousins is a quarterback that can string together multiple playoff wins. I think he's got one in him. Whereas the Timberwolves have sort of this this vague ceiling that might be really high. We don't know them as well yet. They might be really good. And I'm, I'm going with the unknown here and the Timberwolves, um, which gives a point to John for his answer. <laughs> Rudy Gobert will uh, try to shoot a three and lose the game. <laughs> um, we've got a kind of a fun overlap season here too, guys. And this leads me into my next question. 
Vikings, 4-1. and one. Wild, very highly regarded. Timberwolves, very highly regarded. John, I want you to power rank the entertainment value of those three teams heading into all of their seasons, or in the Vikings' case, in progress. Yeah, I mean, so I'm a huge NBA guy. Um, I love to have fun with hockey fans and um, and give them jabs and stuff. So let's just get that one out of the way. The Wild are third by a very distant margin. I know Kaprizov, we're all happy for him, and, and he's fun to watch and all that. But uh, we're just going to put that one down at number three. Um, I, obviously, this is a Vikings town that there are just there's so many more fans who want to watch the Vikings and enjoy it. And they are four and one now. And let's face it, whether we know that they're really, really good or not, they're entertaining right now. These games mm-hmm. are coming down to the wire. You're pulling your hair out, wondering if the Vikings are going to pull this out. That's entertaining. Um, I think the Wolves are incredibly entertaining. I think Anthony Edwards uh, with his you know, dunking over people, you have, you know, cat hitting threes. You'll have Rudy Gobert blocking shots. I think they're going to win a lot of games. I think they are going to be incredibly entertaining. Um, I am a, an NBA guy. So I personally will be more entertained by the wolves and watching the wolves. But I think in this town, the Vikings are the more entertaining product. Uh, they, they run the show. And so I'll give it Vikings one wolves two, wild three. Hmm. This is a tough one. Hmm. I'm going to, so I, I agree with that. I, so this is the thing wild playoff hockey for me. Cause I got to go to my first ever hockey game. It was a playoff game. Thanks to Todd Fredrickson who reached out to me on Twitter after I made a comment on the power trip that I've never been to a hockey game. And uh, they, the wild extended their hand out and said, Hey, come out on us. Like, check it out. You and your wife date night. It was impromptu. It was great electric the wild one so i'm torn because playoff hockey was actually super exciting like i was actually like looking for i'm actually looking forward to like finding a good game this season i don't know if it's like a Sidney crosby or a jason zucker come back to town or what i don't even know the schedule i don't they might even play the penguins um but you know trying to find a good game uh, i don't even know if pk suban still plays but trying to find a good game uh to take my kids to but from an entertainment standpoint, I agree with John. I'm going to put them third, but not by a wide margin. I'm just going to put them third. But I think they're tied with the Wild or the Wolves, like as far as like entertainment for this town, because it's a hockey town and basketball to some people is like blah. Um, the only reason the Vikings I'm going to put top one, there's only 17 games, shorter season. Feels like basketball and hockey just ended and they're going again. Uh, it, it's every game matters in the NFL. Some of these games that should have been not exciting, like the Lions and the Bears, they made it exciting for no reason. Um, so yeah, I got to go with the Vikings on that one. You both go Vikings number one. I was going to go Wolves number one. I, oh, I good for that, you, Sam. Good I you. think that there's nothing more rewarding than when a team comes together for the first time and they've got these high expectations and all this talent. That's fun. That's fun. And they lose by 30. And then the town is like, why did we do this? He can't score. (laughs) Why did they lose two 20 point leads in the playoffs? Um, I, yeah, no points on that because I needed someone to put wolves number one. So we go to our third daily three question. Uh, Who is a coach? John, you've covered a lot of them. Ron, you've watched sports in this town for a long time. Who is a coach that you enjoyed covering or watching that you wish was still around 
in the Twin Cities that you would like back? Um, so my, my, one of my favorite coaches, um, that I've ever covered is Dwayne Casey, uh, for the wolves. He was like salt of the earth was in a incredibly tough, uh, tough position, put him, uh, held himself up with the most dignity that you could in a very difficult situation. And I've always had just a huge amount of respect for him. So in that regard, I've always wanted him back because I believe he deserves like another chance here and to really get going and 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 be in a better position uh to to coach a team in an organization that's well run that makes good decisions that takes care of him so i thought he got an unfair shake when he was here but my answer will be for pure fun factor mike tice mm -hmm. like he was <laughs> he you know we would uh when back in the day he would he would take the media and we'd walk around the field after practice and he'd just unload his thoughts and just kind of off the record sharing like really educating us on what he thought about things you, you he always you know he was a fun loving dude you you feel like you could have a beer with him um at the bar just as easily as you could be in a press conference with him and he treated everybody uh the same didn't uh you know didn't take himself too seriously had a lot of fun doing it and so a big goofball and i i enjoyed mike tice so i'd like to have him back here uh, so everybody, like when I, I, I mean, I've just been, I'm young. I've been doing the media here only for about eight year, eight, nine years. Um, so it's tough because I don't want Brewster back. Um, I do <laughs> like, like, I do miss the Brewster, like, like presser comments. Cause he would always say something that was so off the wall that like, you'd be like, what are you talking about? Like nobody asked about the carpet. Like what, where are you going with this? <laughs> Uh, you know, he's like, yeah, I had to tell them how long the carp or the grass should be this week. Like, what? Who cares about the measuring the grass length? Like, it's fake. It's not even real grass. What are you doing? Uh, it was outside though. To his to his credit, they did have outside real grass at one point. Um, so I'm I'm gonna go with like one. I didn't cover him, but I was here. Like Denny Green. Like I I really enjoyed uh what him and Brian Billick put together with Tony Dungy. Like I wish like Mike Tomlin had stayed. Uh, or Tony Dungy, it took over for the Vikings, uh, you know, and that's why when 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 J Johnny K did the uh, crown him, that's the first thing I remember is like, <laughs> you want to crown him? We crown him. We let him off the hook, you know. And There's like, our you who know, they thought we were, right? Like that that to me will forever be synonymous with like Denny Green, uh, and, and a weird one too that I got to meet the people in the building at this time when I got to go coach with Tony Dungy he invited me to uh, not invited me offered me a job to come coach um, and then Jim Caldwell did as well the next year after Tony retired but meeting the staff of people that were around for the Jim Mora uh, playoffs like they were the, the it's the funniest story <laughs> to hear the front office gals and guys that were in there because his assistant still was Tony's assistant. And she literally said when he, they could hear it because they were all kind of standing to the side. When he started doing that, they all literally started packing. She said she pulled out a box. She was like, we're gone. <laughs> She's like, there's no way we make it through next week. She's, she said it was the most nerve wracking, weirdest. Like she said, when he walked wow. by, everybody was quiet. Like what the hell just happened? And so meeting them and like, it was so funny. They were like, oh yeah. They were like, when he started yelling playoffs, like we were like, oh yeah, we're done. We're, we're done. Like pack up, let's get ready to go. Like the season's over. And then she said like, and, and the reason she was telling me that is because she had been with Tony for, I don't even know how many years at that point, like 10, 12, 15, I don't know, 10 years, I think. 
And she was just telling me like how different Tony Dungy was. And that's the only reason, like getting the inside scoop, even though he was my godfather, played for the Steelers with my dad, so I knew him as a person, but hearing like the same stories from his staff, like he was super nice, he would send people home, uh, all that stuff. I wish he could have been, because I think Minnesota Nice and Tony Dungy went together. Like he would have been the perfect coach for the media here. He would have been the perfect coach for like this organization uh, to take him to that next upper echelon. Uh, yeah, that could have. I think Tony Dungy could have bought a Super Bowl to the Vikings. Like I, I truly believe, like they should have found a way to get him from the Bucks uh, before he went to the Colts or something. Or you know, once he was with the Colts, maybe make an offer he couldn't refuse at some point. I don't know, but yeah, that was mine. <laughs> yeah, I think. Sam, Ron what about you? Point. Uh, well, I miss the candor of Richard Patino. I understand why he was let go, <laughs> but I loved covering Patino. He was just one of the most like witty, funny guys to to be around. Um, and I've said this too on our other shows, I miss the grouchiness of Mike Zimmer. Like, I know he was just gone. And Ron, you said earlier, like you want to put the error to bed. I miss him. I miss the, <laughs> the grizzly grouchy Zim who would, uh, just speak his mind. But, uh, Ron, the you get the was point. a fan favorite on Sesame street. So, you know, yeah. like some people, some people <laughs> find it endearing. People enjoy that. People enjoy that. Um, you get the point for the Denny green impression. So that puts us in a tie. Uh, tie goes to the guest. John wins. John Krasinski, our daily three champion on October John, what's your 11, outgoing message for the, for the crowd? What's your out, any, uh, anything you want to throw out there? Yeah, just, I mean, I'm excited for uh, the a week from tomorrow, Timberwolves open regular season. I think it's going to be a really fun season. I think they are going to win a lot of games. I think it's going to become a little bit more of a basketball town um, after so many years of them just being terrible and people ignoring them. And so... Um, I'm really looking forward to that Oklahoma City Wednesday night, the 19th at Target Center, and uh, and get that thing going. Well, there you have it. That's John Krasinski. I'm Ron Johnson. That's Sam Action. We got Matt DeBritz helping us in the back. I want to thank everyone that continues to download, listen, subscribe. But please make sure when you subscribe to Locked On Sports Minnesota, you are getting endless Vikings talk with local experts. Subscribe to the free Locked On Sports Minnesota podcast feed wherever you find your podcast, And find our videos on the Locked On Sports Minnesota YouTube channel. And remember, Amazon Fire and Roku. There's a Locked On Sports Minnesota app. You can find all of our shows. Let us know. Like, comment, share, and have a great day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.